0: And welcome to episode five of the Big Tech Small Biz podcast. I am your host Ryan Holland, along with co-host Justin Parks. Yeah! How? Wow! I'm excited that was to be here. Great. This
1: is this is going to be a good episode. Well, I think Not so. Like the rest.
0: No, no, well, no. the 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 rest were we good, we're good. The, but this episode's going to be particularly exceptional uh, for a few. Re- I can feel a few it. reasons. One reason, the way you opened up with that yeehaw, really kind of communicates to everybody the truth of Texas is that everybody in Texas lives on a ranch, has cattle, uh, wears they, a cowboy hat, wears a cowboy hat, drives foods, a truck, boots dri- drives like F three fifty They actually
1: really do all drive trucks though. That's a true stereotype.
0: Th- there are a lot of trucks. There There's are a too lot, many actually, lot of trucks in Texas. Too many. That's relative, though, Justin. Really, too many. How just many my- is too many? How do you quantify that? <laughs> and you know,
1: I just—I'm looking at one right now. Okay. When I pulled up to your driveway, there was also one. <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot.
0: Okay. Well. All right. I, I digress. Maybe, this might get cut. M- maybe you have a this point. This might get. The, cut. The, yeah. This this might get cut. Well. Well. How are you? How are you doing? Like,
1: what's going um, on in your life? Okay. So what's going on right now is we're getting ready for Christmas, of course. And uh, the kids, their last day is on Friday or Thursday. And so we're gearing up for um, life at home with five kids and trying to just take in the whole Christmas and New Year. Sounds like a jolly Texas it. Christmas. Yep, it's going to be really fun. And uh, this week, you and I are traveling up to Huntsville uh, Prison, where we are going to be each day, including today, we will are going to welcome newly released um, uh, prisoners who are, are gonna get their first breath of freedom today, and we're there to help them. So I'm excited about that.
0: Yeah, it is going to be exceptional. We did this last year, and it was unbelievable how open these guys were to just receiving uh, the love of all the volunteers that were out there, uh, hearing about the Lord Jesus mm-hmm. and, and everything. It's just been uh, quite a, a time, kind of eye-opening. It really was yeah. not, I, I was not expecting so much openness and interest uh, but yeah. w- when they come out and they see that there's food there for them, there's a bag of stuff that they need that's ready to be given to them. Uh, it's uh, they it really I think blesses them, and I've never had we've never had someone who wasn't grateful and thankful yeah. and, and welcoming just, to us. You just
1: ask, you know, who who needs prayer, and there's a, usually a line of a couple people, and then sometimes even more. And so yeah. it's, it's not like there's a a real like technique behind it other than just saying who needs prayer, and they're just hungry for. Somebody to care about them and to listen to what you know, listen to what's going on with them, and uh, to you know come to the Lord together. So
0: yeah, so it's it's really uh, it's really great opportunity to serve. So I encourage you guys look for opportunities in, in your neck of the woods to, to serve as well. But it's been a really great blessing for us to be able to do this up in the North Houston area. Now I heard Justin that we have a guest on yes. the show. Yes, you heard correctly.
1: I'm very, very excited um, to welcome... Do you
0: person. know this person?
1: I do. I'm not going to pretend that I don't know this person. I know this person very well.
0: You do? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I do too. I tend... I have heard of this person. Yeah. You know this person well too. Not as well as I do. <laughs> yeah, obviously. But obviously. But pretty well. Yeah. Um,
1: but yeah, I'm excited about our guests because there's some lots of questions I want to ask them and things I want to learn.
0: And that's what yes. this podcast is about. It's about learning new things. It is. It's about meeting... Fascinating new people and uh, gleaning from their wisdom and how we ourselves can be better small business owners and how we can be uh, just better small business owners that want to honor the Lord with our business. So Justin, do you want to announce this week's guest?
1: Yeah, drum roll. Our guest is Rachel Holland of the Oil Nation.
0: Holland? Wow, that's your last well, well, name. Who would have thought? Is this We'd your have sister? A, um, <clears throat> well, she's my sister in the Lord. Oh, yeah. She's my sister in the Lord. <laughs> she's my sister, too, in the Lord. Yeah, exactly. Isn't that something? Yeah, weird. What, what a coincidence. Uh, it's quite a coincidence. It's also a coincidence that we have the same last name. Who would have thought, right? And you share four
1: children. Yes. That's, that's a pretty big coincidence.
0: Yes, and all four of those children are ours together. That's right. Yeah, and so... At some point, we're actually going to talk to this guest, but I think right now... That'll we'll, be
1: 30, 40 minutes away. Yeah,
0: yeah, 30, 40 minutes away, or maybe it should be three, four... I, lo- s- I love the podcast <laughs> where the people that have guests, they talk to
1: each other for about 30 minutes, and then they bring on a guest. <laughs> that's like, that's the reason you're listening. on the guest. Okay, so let's not be that way. Let's, let's introduce her right now. Welcome to the Big Tech Small Biz Podcast. Rachel, how are you?
2: I am doing great. I'm glad to be here.
1: We're happy to have you. So let's get right into it. Let's let's just start talking about the nitty gritty here. All right. When did you f- first realize that you had an entrepreneurial um, spirit inside of you?
2: That's that's a great question. Um, I would say pretty early in my in my twenties. I remember when Ryan and I first got married. There, I made these boards to put photos in and like did the ribbon and everything. And I had all these supplies and I was going to different businesses and trying to sell them. And um, it's just like a little photo board. But I, there was something about that, something about going out and selling something or something about. Um,
0: was this like a creative memories thing?
2: No, it wasn't. Oh, I mean, okay. it was just, uh, I just. I mean, imagine it,
0: like a an 18 by 24 inch board. And you put fabric over it, then you uh, string ribbons across oh, right. it, okay, and you no. can like, like you put board. it on the wall, like a little and you can board. like oh, yeah. oh, slip pictures. Yeah,
2: and I would go and and try to sell them to different places. And my
0: oh, gosh, oh, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> wild. I had totally forgotten.
2: I did too, to actually, know. until just now. By, the, by the
0: way, by the way, this is my wife. So in case you guys weren't clear, you think they okay? Yeah, we we have an extremely intelligent listener base. So yeah, yeah, I absolutely full disclosure. It's your wife. Yes.
1: So okay, so you started selling um, those bulletin boards, and how how much do they cost to make, and how much did you sell them for? I
2: don't. I have no idea. So you might have been losing money. I didn't actually. I probably was losing money. Yes, we were losing money. I figured out through that that I enjoyed that. Yeah, I enjoyed the whole process of creating something and selling something and figuring things out. And then we had all kinds of other ideas. So, so you
1: didn't do any of that when you were a kid. You didn't like have a lemonade stand or sell stuff at school or you, you weren't <laughs> that kind of kid?
2: I remember that. Um, well, actually we did. We had like a neighborhood kid garage sale where we, we all just went home and got a whole bunch of things yeah. and then tried to sell them at somebody's house. But I didn't tell my mom about it. And she was like, you can't sell. like." But it was after it was already sold. So I had to go and ask the people if I could give them their money back and get the yes. stuff back because she didn't want me to sell what I sold. So I guess, I guess I did. I just didn't think about it in those terms. I didn't mm-hmm. think, oh, I'm being an entrepreneur. I just, that's just what
0: we was
1: did. Was it your idea to have a neighborhood garage sale?
2: That was such a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: she was like seven. I, oh, probably.
2: Wow. I, was, I was young. Yeah, so, somewhere in the seven to nine range.
1: So neighborhood garage sale and then later on bulletin <laughs> boards. And then what was the next, like, what was the next, well, and, endeavor? and I will
2: add in there as well. When, when I was in high school, my first job was with someone else who was an entrepreneur. He had a, um, a, I guess a computer shop and he started it. It's, it was his. And I went in and just basically said, I really want to learn how to work with computers, um, can I, can I basically intern for a while? And then whenever you feel like I'm good enough for you to pay me, can you start paying me at that point? And so he brought me on. And so my first job was, was working with computers and building computers and learning all the things that had, that were in that realm. That explains
1: um, a lot why you're so tech, techie minded. You're very techie minded.
0: Thank goodness. She's yeah. technically inclined. And that's a, that's like one that's of the best
1: lessons say. to teach anybody that wants to get a job or get into something is offer to volunteer or be an intern is always a great move. And so you, you knew that right away. Like you had that instinct of like offering your help. And I, I think that's like what I would tell any kid or any teenager trying to get into uh, any kind of field is offer your help. You don't, don't expect to get a, a you know, a, a paid position right away, but most people won't turn away volunteer or intern right. help.
0: Right. I mean, I, and I think that's, that's one thing as Rachel and I've talked to our kids, we've kind of communicated to them as well as like, you know, and I, I forget the, the name of the book that this was in. Maybe you'll remember Rachel, but uh, there was a book that basically said to, you know, whatever, again, what Justin said, whatever field or whatever kind of use your jobs, as a as a way to learn. Use your jobs as a way to grow. Don't just necessarily go, I mean, you might need to work for Chick-fil-A or something like that, um, and that, and that's fine, but if you can, try to use, uh, take advantage of the time that you're not paying rent and all of this to, to get jobs that'll give you the experience that you want for later in life. Yeah.
2: Right, the book basically just said that um, your your jobs are not just about making money, especially when you are you're in that late teen, early twenties. I mean, even into your twenties, your job mm-hmm. is not just about making money. It's about gaining as much yeah. learning and experience as possible. And yeah. so, if you focus on that instead of just on the monetary aspect, I believe you come out much better in the end.
1: So did you end up getting hired to work at this computer store? I did. Okay, cool. And
2: I worked through throughout college, I mean, probably every summer until we got married, which oh, wow. wasn't so that many like summers your, into college because wow, we so it got married. your job. That's yes. cool. Yeah, it was wow. my job throughout my junior and senior year of high school and then in the summers when I would come back from college, um, my freshman, at least my freshman year, I don't think I came back my sophomore year. So Okay, cool. So I got married after my sophomore year.
1: So what was after that? Like, what ha- What was the next, like, significant event after, I guess, after college?
2: Well, so when I graduated college, um, I had two kids. So I had just had our second kid a month before I graduated. You were a young mom. I was a very young mom. I had, you're still a young mom. I got married at 20, and then first kid at 22... And second kid at 25, so it took me a little longer to graduate. I majored in accounting, which I still I don't understand why why I did that. I'm not super detailed; rules are not my thing at all. And nah. accounting is all about rules. <laughs> so, um, I mean, it really just goes to show. I had a I had an accounting professor who really made accounting a lot of fun. Wow. I, so I, much that you made it your so major. So much so that I made it my major. That's yes. interesting.
0: It's really amazing. What's phenomenal about the story is that it's possible to make accounting fun,
2: like <laughs> yeah, especially for someone takeaway. who's not
0: inclined toward it. I could see maybe there's a great prof, someone who's inclined to that sort of thing. That's that's a testimony to the uh, how was, amazing that he was professor an amazing was. professor. He yeah. really was. Apparently, apparently,
1: that's, that has to be true of quite a few people. Like I, I remember the reason I became a religion theology major was because. The profs that I had that taught philosophy were so like interesting. So that really did become like it, it really is more about like what kind of teachers do you want to learn from?
0: You know. I, like, I had a Russian history teacher at Texas A and I, I could have cared less about <laughs> Russian history. This dude was the best teacher I've ever had, hands oh, really? down, any time in my life. I was captivated the entire time in his class. He was remember unbelievable. When you were it, in the class. So, I mean yeah. it was uh, it was pretty unbelievable. So yeah, it's it's not so much about the subject as it as it is the teacher because information is interesting and it's all about how you communicate that that information. So we are at the bulletin board. No all no right. no we're we're, we're past, past the, the bulletin, bulletin board. Well no, because we no cause the because pe- the computer job was before the bulletin right. board.
2: Right, then we, we had already talked about the bulletin board. So um so then I started having kids (laughs) and I guess I just put a lot of what looked what I didn't recognize at the time. But looking back, I put I put to the side a lot of the entrepreneurial inclination Mm. um, just to raise kids. And truly, in my heart, I thought that's what I was Going to do. Like, I was going to be a stay at home mom. Um, I was going to homeschool. I was going to just do all the things at the house. Like, that just in my head was what I was going to do with my life. Right. Um, So, whenever I started a business or started, I didn't see it like that at the time. When, let's see, I had just had our third kid about six months in. Mm and 2007 we, 2007 and we were pretty much maxed out on our budget. We were just we could not cut back anywhere. And Oh, I'm
0: sorry. This was 6 months after. So this would have been like summer 2008 at this point. Yes,
2: it was 2008 when it, yes, when this happened. And so we looked at our budget and really the only thing that we could cut back on was groceries. That was it. And so I had heard about couponing. I had heard that there were people that could go to the grocery store and get $300 worth of groceries for a (laughs) dollar. And, and I was like, well, if, and this has kind of always been my philosophy, if they can do it, then I can do it. Mm. Like if somebody else can do something, then there is a way to figure it out and it might take years to figure it out, but if they can do it, I can do it. So... I decided to learn how to do that. And in order to keep myself accountable, this was not to make money, but in order to just keep myself accountable, I decided to start a blog. So I would post pictures of my shopping hauls, like with, you know, 20 boxes of cereal lined up and whatever else I, I got at the store. And I would say, okay, so this is... These are all the things I bought. This is the store I went to. This is how much it would have cost. And this is how much I ended up paying after coupons. And these are all the coupons that you would
1: use. Okay, so how does that keep you accountable to put it on a blog? I'm interested in that idea.
2: Yeah, so in my head, I just figured that if people were looking for me to post what I did, then I wasn't going to overspend at the grocery store. I see. So it was more of a, I don't want to... I don't want to say that I'm gonna do like I just yeah.
1: The general public keeps you accountable because you don't want to be like embarrassed or like well actually I spent this right
2: It was more of just a here's a place that I'm putting that's really
1: that's a fascinating idea of like putting yourself out on like social media as a means to staying accountable. Like that's (laughs) actually really that's a fascinating idea. You did that
0: once with our closet. I.
2: (laughs) What? Yes, I did. I did put a picture, a before picture. I was like, I'm gonna clean my closet and yeah. I put a before picture and it was it was awful. Like I don't think y'all have ever seen a closet that well, was. Well, I mean bad. it was
0: really had become more like a storage room. Right. And what was the problem. It was bad.
1: Yeah. That's really wild. And that, that like that that desire to I know put yourself out there is also something that not everybody has. Not everybody wants to put a picture of their closet on social media. Well, and I or, think part
0: of the motivation was I mean, there's a reason why it's called fake book. Right, and that's the reason. I mean, because I mean, what do we tend to do? We tend to put the very best of our lives out on Facebook for everybody to see. Right. And so I, I like how she was like, "Here's you know, here's a little dose of reality." And what's mm-hmm. interesting is in the post she even said that, "Okay, you know, I'm going to post uh, again in like ten hours or whatever, and I'll let y'all know how it looks," and I'll put a picture up. And then people were still. I mean, how did there were still people that responded. Negatively, oh, how could you let it get like that? And blah, blah, blah. And you're just like, I even said in the post, we're going to, cl- she even said in the post, she's going to clean it.
2: It was just random, random yeah, strangers. random, random people. people. I didn't know who these people were, but it doesn't, it doesn't bother yeah, me. Yeah, it wasn't like, like
1: it's actually, it any was predictable. Publicity, any publicity is good. Publicity, I'm like, hey, thank hey, you for helping with thinking. the
2: Facebook algorithm so more people see my post. Yeah, <laughs> that's a
1: good way to look at it, too. <laughs> um, so, okay, so you're, you're starting to put yourself out there on social media, starting to open up your life to, you know, kind of the world, and, and which is, I think, is very brave. Number one, um, but it can. Did you know? Like, oh, I'm going to start. When did you know you could make money off of blogging?
2: So there was a friend at um, at the church we were going to who was doing the same thing, and she actually her name was Stephanie, still is, <laughs> and she kind of helped step me through some things. And so mm-hmm. we we were both at the beginning stages of blogging and we learned together. Mm-hmm. And that was really fun to have that, that friend, we were doing the exact same thing, we were learning together. So whenever one of us would find out something about, oh, here's this thing called an affiliate company where you can get a link and when people click on it and buy this thing, then you can earn a little bit of money doing that. Or whenever people would click on this coupon and print that coupon, then you could earn 35 cents every time somebody printed a coupon with a link on your website. So as we would learn these things, we would, we would tell each other. And then for some reason, the the place to be back then was Twitter. And I know Ryan thinks it's probably the place to be still. I have (laughs) a
0: love hate relationship with Twitter. That that's all I'll say about that.
1: I don't have Twitter or use Twitter. So I'm, Now I'm really interested. Yeah. How do you do this on Twitter?
2: Well, so we, there were several of us in different parts of the country who were doing the same thing. And the place that we all connected with each other was on Twitter. Like I made several of um, my friends who I would consider good friends that I know, I know their family, like we would go see them if we went to that city Mm -hmm. that I met on Twitter, which is kind of, kind of crazy.
1: So, so you you kind of collaborated with network. other people, Absolutely. networking, and w- like what was the first check that you got that you thought, wow, this is this is working.
0: So how well how long into doing the blog did you start putting money maker to like affiliate links and coupons that people can print onto the onto the blog?
2: It was probably a solid uh, four to six months. Okay, okay. So before you build, you I really build an figure that out, before you yeah. start kind of
0: selling them things absolutely (laughs) and i'm
2: guessing that um the money from people printing coupons was the first and the first or maybe amazon like amazon's an easy most people learn about amazon affiliates first Mm -hmm. so you know you link to a product on amazon that's why you see people on facebook all through the holidays here's a funny video about people using this product and oh here's an amazon link Well, it's because they get that cookie. So anything that you purchase within 24 hours after clicking on their link, they get around 8% of whatever you buy buy? on Amazon, not just that one product, but whatever they buy on Amazon.
0: Oh my God. Oh yeah. It's fun to, it's fun to log into Amazon and to see all the things that people have purchased you don't know after clicking don't get on scared. our links
2: uh, don't get scared we don't know that you are the one right that purchased it but we right, can it's anonymous see. someone did right just that someone purchased i mean someone this.
0: like people have bought through us like a two thousand dollar flat screen tv or something like you that and I, I never of that? well no well, it depends electronics, electronics is probably going to be like two to four okay, percent you know it depends on the, on, the, on the product like someone could literally buy a a riding lawnmower on Amazon and you get maybe 1 to 2% of that $5000 purchase, you know. It's it's wow. it's 24 hours. You know, so whatever that's a they way buy. way
1: better payoff than 35 cents for a coupon. Although those can probably add up too. Those
2: right? ad- those add up especially when you are doing coupon matchups for stores and those I mean, they have to print those coupons in order to do the coupon matchup. So we would—I mean, we would earn thousands of dollars just, just each coupons. month, just from coupon people printing coupons from our website. It was—it was, it was wow.
0: eye-opening. Yeah. The, the world that was out there that we now, had has world no world idea.
1: Changed? Has the world changed a lot since you started t- till now? Like, can someone still go out and do this and get similar results, or is it like way more competitive and way more? Um,
0: well, I I think that we probably got in at a good time.
2: We did get in at a good time, and I and I think also in times of economic prosperity, it's it's not as needed in the economy to coupon. People aren't quite as concerned well, and, about. And, and, th-
0: if you think about the summer of two thousand eight, what was going to happen just a few months later? Right. I mean, what happened? the the market crashed. Right. We had just started a, a couponing blog and then mm-hmm. interest just skyrocketed. I mean, it was all right. over
2: the news. Like and that was <clears throat> one of our like the big breaks is that we had a local news station who I think they were searching for like Chick-fil-A coupon or something random. And we came up in a Google search. And she emailed me and said, hey, can we do a story? Do you live in Texas? And I was like, actually, I live in the DFW area. Well, she was an an anchorwoman there for a local news station in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Wow. And so she wanted to come and do a story on what we were doing. And so it was, I mean, they had footage of me clipping coupons, and I told our story. And the, the local news stations are so, so great because they'll put your website. Yeah. Up there on on the news, they'll surviving say go the to survivingthestores.com. the stores.com. and um, that like I, I just I loved local news stations. So yeah. that
1: that created a spike in your in your income. That
2: Absolutely, month. and it was specifically how because my stores were Dallas Fort Worth stores. It was specifically helping people in the Dallas Fort Worth area, and so that just that launched the website in a way that I I had no idea that it would do that, but it, it really did. And so by the time we were into 2009, um, it was it was a solid part-time income. I was making about half of what Ryan was um, with a solid growth potential
1: and that was everyday uploading coupons. That was
2: everyday writing, post. So some of okay. them would be coupon matchups. Some of them would be, oh, I found this on sale at CVS and here's a coupon that goes mm-hmm. and it makes it even lower. Some of it would be, um, here's a deal at Kohl's. Some of them would be, here's a free sample that you can um, put in your information and you get free samples. So, not um, only you, so uh, it was you had deals, a tribe of people yes. who
1: relied on you for deals. Correct. I'm assuming like mostly like Dallas Fort Worth people who are counting on you for guidance but then you also had the like search engine seo mm-hmm. of certain things right uh, so, Right. and the big the big um way to make it is to have like the top like google result right isn't yes that, that I mean, having really top google res-
2: result is is huge it's huge for
1: sure so what the the you told me that the two you had a couple of products or a couple of coupons that were just like out of this world successes for you one was like a Walgreens photo coupon is that right
2: yeah so we it it was this was this was years later um so Ryan had Ryan came home in February well and that's
0: yeah that's that's an important part of the story is that I got laid off in April 2010 and at that point obviously Rachel with her business had made it into a solid solid part-time income and we had been talking about, we had of love the idea of surviving the stores becoming a, a full-time income for us. And so we decided to, when I got laid off, we kind of took that as an opportunity to take the income she was making, the savings we had and other things, and let's see if we can make this into a full-time business. Right, wow.
2: and so Ryan, I mean, I, I was still writing post, and then I showed Ryan how to do that, but his, kind of main thing was SEO, search engine optimization, and helping make certain posts on the site show up higher on Google and Bing and Yahoo and all those different mm. search engines. So, Ryan, you knew how to do this already?
0: Well, no. I was I was learning on the... F- on the fly so that was your role was
1: to kind of yeah optimize. kind
0: of optimizing things learning about seo optimizing stuff I, I would write you know just kind of regular deal posts you know hey you know here's this product on amazon that's that's uh discounted or whatever you know at kohl's or whatever so i do i do i'd write i do some writing for the for the website and but then yeah trying to take uh, especially posts that were successful so take for example we had a post with all the different walgreens photo coupon codes and we would Update every week. I'd update every week all the new coupon codes where you can save on photo books or prints or whatever. And we saw that that was getting a lot of traffic uh, to that particular post because in Google Analytics you can see all that. Uh, and so I kind of took that and I massaged it. I optimized it. I just tried to make it as as good as I could. Rachel Rachel actually has really good instincts on SEO. So that kind of the two of us working together on that. And it's that just,
1: keywords is that is that what you mean when you say?
0: It's, it's awesome. There's a lot that goes lot. into
2: that. So, I mean, for example, people make jokes all the time about the the recipe websites mm-hmm. where you have to read all about their life story and their cousin and their grandma who made this recipe. I and I just all want of an oatmeal raisin cookies, <laughs> I just okay? What the <laughs> recipe. Well, the reason that they do all of that writing before that is because of search engine optimization. It's because it helps Google to say, okay, this is a legit article this, you know, they, I'm sure that they use the words multiple times in their story. Okay. And it just makes you more credible.
1: Okay. Well, that's okay. So now you did the surviving the stores and that was a, that became a pretty big, um, income source for you. And then the next step was you came across, uh, uh, another product that you promoted, right?
2: Yes. So my plan was just to do websites indefinitely and we would buy like all kinds of domains and like, oh, I have an idea for this website and I have an idea for another website and let's create another blog about this. So what are and some
1: of those? Give us some of those ideas. Cause those are, uh, I think that's interesting. <laughs> well, to, one of them that's about.
2: still around is how to homeschool for free, how, how, to, how blog to blog profitably, profitably just to help other bloggers learn how to monetize their websites. Neat. Um, but it was in, uh, I guess, February of 2013, um a lot, a lot of what I did on surviving the stores was health related. And I was kind of I was moving in that direction of being more natural minded, being super careful about the things we put on our bodies and in our bodies. Mm-hmm. and um, like I had this moral dilemma every time you could get free glade plugins or whatever at right. the grocery store because I'm like, okay, wait, I know that that's part of making people sick. Mm. So why am I posting about it, even if it's free? But then I'm like, well, but people have to make their own decisions. But you know, it was kind of this, this ethical dilemma of what do I do about this? So I knew that as a, as a website, I wanted to head in the direction of more natural products. Um, And so one of the things that I did was just for, just for our family to start was I ended up getting an essential oils kit, um, and it was through Young Living essential oils, and i i got a i got a starter kit. I just wanted to use it for our family. Like I wanted to have an alternative to make our house smell good. I I knew that in, we were a little bit, um, I guess, what you would call preppers back then and so I knew that I wanted um, things like clove and thieves and that was kind of how I got Ryan on board was saying that we really need this in case there's a natural disaster or a man-made disaster. Like and I was we,
0: like you know what you're right so I'm to <laughs> buy some land and <laughs> what is okay so what is clove
1: what does clove's help with in a situation like that?
2: Um, So clove has um, a high concentration of eugenol in it which is actually what your dentist will use to numb
1: Oh, okay. your mouth what was the other thing you mentioned
2: um thieves it has clove cleaning in it, agent. but it's it's a it's a cleansing agent yes cleansing absolutely agent. yeah
1: okay very cool so you got into got into that used it for your family and then um so
2: and then so whenever whenever you use something or whenever you love something you end up sharing about it with other people and we had seen so many things in our lives that had been benefited by using essential oils and essential oil-infused products that we, that I mean, really, I, I decided just to go ahead and share. And so yeah. I shared on our website. I shared with friends. I just really started talking about it with everyone. And it wasn't with the goal to make money. It was just like you share anything that right. you you're love. you're excited about
1: this new, right. new product.
2: And I, I even was like, look, I'll give you back all the initial commission that I make and I'll give you, um, I'll give you this reference book, and I'll give you these accessories, and I'll give you, you know, all of these different things. And I'm not even making any money off yeah. of your initial purchase, just because I feel like you need to have this. So, just so you know, I'm not doing this to make and money. And that turned like out was, to be
1: a brilliant strategy to say, "Hey, I'm gonna give you all your money back, all the, my commission back," because th- that means they're gonna pick you to buy from because it's like you really believe in it, and, and that's actually really smart in business too. Is like, I'm essentially guaranteeing you're going to enjoy this and you're going to get value out of it. And I'm willing to back back it myself. I think that's a smart smart business move, even though you may not have been thinking of it that way. No, no, I wasn't. I was
2: really just like, I don't want you to think that I'm telling you this because I'm making money. Like right. I want you to just know that I think you should have this. Yeah. And I'm just getting all the money part out of the equation yeah, because I'm cool. not telling you this so that I can make money. Yeah, that That cool. was my motivation in it. At the at the time, yeah, and well, it
1: still is. You're still yeah, absolutely one hundred percent that way. And um, it, we use the products, and they make a big difference in our home. I know that. So cool. So how did it glo- like? How did it blow up? How did your, how did your the the marriage of surviving the stores and this essential oils company? How did that bl- start well, to kind of like?
2: And I didn't put it together at the time um, because we we grew in Young Living to. Um, I guess it, I mean, it more than doubled what we were making with Surviving the Stores, which was already a solid income. It Mm -hmm. grew very, very quickly. And I didn't put it together until later, but what we had been doing over that that past five or six years was networking. I mean, what what we do with Young Living is network marketing. And sometimes, you know, people hear that word or they hear hear multi-level marketing or whatever, and they kind of go, oh, what? Like, that's... Um, kind of a, it can have a
1: negative stigma, right?
2: Right. Absolutely. And, but really at the end of the day, network marketing is just, you are networking and you're talking about a product and you're helping people sign up for that product. And so without knowing what we were really doing, I wouldn't have said I was network marketing, Right. but I had spent five years building up a network of, 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 of readers, of friends, of other bloggers, of, um, just all kinds of of people, so then when I started talking about a product that I loved, mm-hmm. that network said, "Okay, yeah, I want to jump yeah. in too
1: yeah, it's a uh, Seth Godin he talks about he's a marketing guru he he talks about how if you can just come up with like a thousand member tribe, mm-hmm. like a thousand faithful followers um, that you can pretty much pretty much do anything in business, and it sounds like you just kind of had a tribe of of you know. Of uh, connections in yeah and that that's what made that I didn't realize that I did right
2: when I started marketing like I I had no idea but that look looking back a couple years after that happened mm. going oh that's what happened because really it looks like it looks like it was a very quick success right into um, getting at one of the higher levels in in Young Living but it wasn't it was Years of mm. focusing on networking without realizing that I was right. Yeah, that's a good way that made that jump start the way yeah, that it did. I mean, yeah. if we
0: had started building, <clears throat> if we had started building Young Living business in two thousand eight, right, it we, still
2: would have taken the right, same. It would have taken
0: until you know two thousand fifteen or whatever, right, to to get to the level that we are at. It was just we just had a different. So there's no overnight uh, success, even in in
1: no lens because you, you, no. people aren't just going to buy something cuz you tell them about it right. they have to trust you they have to you know believe yep. that your intentions are good and you know you, you, you built that um that social capital really
2: right every single person that i know um there was there's there's one person that went from signing up to the highest level in the company after just 18 months Right. It still so, took
1: 18 months
2: but and it took years and years before that of networking and creating her tribe yeah. so all of every single overnight success story or seemingly overnight success story that you hear it all comes with years before that of pouring into building your tribe or your yeah. network every single
1: one it's true of all businesses too because even the overnight successes that might actually be true overnight successes well they're not going to last very well very long because you need those years to learn from your mistakes too like you have to like i had to learn from so many mistakes in my business and you know i i I can testify that you know any business is going to take several years to really
0: to really do well I, i was Curious, Rachel, I mean what would you what would you say in terms of like if someone is looking at a network marketing product or maybe they they've been pitched network marketing from somebody, one of their friends or family members or so forth, what advice would you give them to look at and discerning whether or not this is a good idea to jump
2: into or not? That's a great question. I would say first off, number 1 for me I would recommend not thinking about it as a business upfront. Like, don't join something just because you could potentially make money from it. Join because you love, 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 love the product, and you would buy it and talk about it and share it with everyone just because it's a part of you and you love it. Um, that that would be that would be my which my is so today.
0: countercultural to <laughs> most network marketing pitches. Is it really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, most network marketing pitches—it's like here's all the money that you can make off of it. Oh, and by the way, here's the product.
2: Well, I remember we sat through some friends of ours. We're like, hey, we um, we are thinking about this. Or no, we just signed up with this business thing. You know, we want to show you guys what what it's like. And we were like, okay, we'll watch. You know, we'll help you and watch your business presentation or whatever. And it was. It was a solid, what, hour? It
0: was like 58 minutes of how much money you can make off of it. Literally.
2: And then, yeah. And then two minutes of the product. Right. Maybe two minutes. Maybe.
0: <laughs> I, actually, I think I've been in a couple of those. <laughs> where, where it's just, it's un, it's unbelievable. And if so if it starts off like that, your advice is that's probably I, not a good idea.
2: I, and maybe, maybe some people like that. I would say, I mean, and I can only make the decisions for me, but I would say I personally would run. Yeah. From that type.
1: What do you think about parties? Happening. Like when people are like have candle parties and other types. Well, of- I
2: have definite thoughts about candle parties okay. because <laughs> it's fairly toxic.
1: Oh, is it? Okay. But like, are there, is there such thing as a young living party? Is that um, something they I, encourage? So
2: one of the things with Young Living that we that we try to do more is to do classes. Okay,
1: well, that's um, a good way to look at it. And like how to use oils for certain things. Right, certain. exactly.
2: So it's it's more of an education focus than yeah. a just come and buy a thing to support our hostess yeah. kind of a thing. Like that's yeah. something that I that I just would feel weird about doing. But yeah. hey, come learn if you want something. You That's can cool. buy something, but otherwise, just come and learn.
1: So, has that been your most successful way of reaching out to to new people? Is through classes, or would you say it's still through like social media? And-
2: social media is is huge. I mean, it it really can be. Now we have people on on our team and on other teams that I know who don't have a social media presence, but they do classes regularly, and they still have lots of people. So it's both. Sign up, you gotta right? Do both. Absolutely.
1: Okay, so what's next for you? What what as you look into the future, um, you guys are very successful with these different businesses you're doing. What what's the next thing for you? Have you have you thought about that? I mean, there's the theater, of course.
2: <laughs> yes, um, and I love it. I love what I do with our local theater company. Um, I'm, and that's like
1: your ministry too,
2: right? Absolutely. And and really, what I love is. That with Young Living and with a solid network marketing company, because I'm not going to say that Young Living is the only solid network marketing company out there. But there
0: There aren't many. There aren't many. (laughs) (laughs)
2: And um, but one of the things that it has done is it has given us the time freedom. To be able to pursue other things that we are interested in yes. that might not be money makers, so it's given me the freedom to pursue being active in a local youth ministry um, with with youth theater, and so that's been really really fun. And I found something that I didn't even realize that mm-hmm. I really enjoyed um, being a part of, and so I I I love that. But also I know that I I know that I can be a serial entrepreneur that I can be like, oh, and here's an idea and here's an idea and here's an idea. So I would not be surprised if there was something that once, once the kids were out of the house and once, you know, we were done homeschooling or once we just had kids in high school that I was like, oh, what about this idea? Oh, I want to try this. Oh, I want to do e-commerce. Oh, I want to, you know,
1: and you shouldn't stop because, you know, I don't know about you, but, Ideas are kind of like lifeblood for me. Like even if the idea doesn't go anywhere, just the imagination of it and the thinking of it is. Like, it brings a lot of energy to my life. Like I don't know if you guys are the same way, but yeah, she's I,
0: the same way. I'm not. I'm, I'm not the serial. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm not like you guys though in terms of always having constant ideas and things you'd like to do and, and that kind of thing. Which is which is helpful because. Uh, she has a lot of ideas, and, and the ones we pursue, I can help to implement right. those ideas. But it's highly unlikely I'm going to have an entrepreneurial idea that could work out. Now, that being and said... it's highly
2: unlikely I'm going to implement all the things <laughs> that I'm a
0: part of. I have, no, I have no comment on that. That that being said, I did start CGM Radio, and so that's something that in the future could. It is not a... Right now, It's a, it's a passion. It's a love. It's not a, right. a money-making business. But who knows? It could become that in the future. And if it does, great. If it doesn't that's great too I want to keep doing it either way
2: so that's one of the things whenever people would say okay I really want to start a blog and make money how do I do that right mm-hmm. and that was also one of the things I would say to them is make sure that you start a blog and you write about things that you would write about and that you would blog about for yeah. free like for years without any that's, money that is
1: that is true of anybody going into any profession and in, going into college going into professions what are you excited about like our culture is so like, it's still a little bit like, well, what's the, what track do I take to make money? What career path do I take to make money? What, what do my parents want me to do? What does society want me to do? But they, a lot of people don't ask themselves the question of like, what do I want to do? Like, what am I excited about? And, it kind of gets a bad rap the whole like what am I passionate about because we often equate things that we're passionate about as being things that are fanciful and just like kind of like pipe dreams but I'm hearing more and more like people's stories kind of evolving as being like a hobby that became a career or a passion that became a business or like my, my one of my hobbies became the business we do now so I, I can testify that, that you know, things that you're passionate about, things that you're not doing it for the money can become, um, you know, lucrative businesses, can become incomes because the world isn't looking for, um, the, the world is in desperate need of people that are passionate about things. It, that's, there, there's a shortage of that. So if you can find something you're passionate about, you know, there, there's a really good chance that you're going to find success with that. So I think that's what we're kind of hearing from your story is like it all started from the passion to uh, learn, the passion to share, the passion to help others, and that became like a full-on business. And that's
0: exciting and encouraging, I think. So, uh, well, Rachel, thank you for sharing your journey with us. I wonder if at this point we should make the special announcement about Rachel's Yeah, I think it's important. Future involvement. We got to talk
1: about it. So, we we, one of the things we realized right away with big tech, small businesses, is that it's just two guys talking. And you know, it would be great to have uh, like a female perspective on what it's like to run a business. And so, we've invited Rachel to join join the podcast. So. Would you like to be part of this madness each week, each month?
2: I don't know, <laughs> Justin. <laughs> no. after, after this, this interview after this, what do you are think are a little crazy? <laughs> um, yes, actually, I I would love to. That sounds that sounds like a lot of fun. And I I love I love hearing other people's stories. I love I love seeing what brought them to the place that they're at now. And so I would I would love to be a part of that. Great.
1: Ooh, yeah. she, she accepts. She accepts. Yes. <laughs> right here. This is almost as exciting um, as when you asked her to
2: marry
0: you. Uh, you mean, she she you said know, yes. You know, it's... It's uh, right up there. Yeah. Uh, maybe. I don't know how to respond <laughs> to that properly, Justin. I'm Edit. Yeah. <laughs> are we going <laughs> to edit this part out? Okay. Of course. I mean, we don't edit anything. Of course. I mean, you know, everything no. is exactly as you guys uh, receive it. Okay. That might not be absolutely true. But so yeah, so what's going to happen is uh, there will be times that is still that it might just be Justin and myself interviewing someone. It could be there are times when it's uh, Rachel and me, uh, and maybe sometimes there's all three of us and we're interviewing. But someone. it will never
1: be me and Rachel interviewing someone.
0: Well, it could be that. I don't think so. It could be that if, but I'd still be here. I still have, to pro- <laughs> I still have to produce the show. So
1: sometimes I could be here. It might here. just be one of us. There's going to be so many wild combinations. Yeah, you, you, and that, you you just never know. You don't know. It's crazy. You never it's, know. When it's you're insane. To
0: this. It's like going to be the most interesting thing in everybody's life is yeah. is them. Who's hosting who is hosting this week? Who is hosting this week? And so you have to tune in. You have to listen. You got to tell all your friends, all your family, because you love it. Like, right? That's what we're, we're talking about with like Young Living and the different things we're passionate about is that we got to tell everybody. So you got to tell everybody about the Big Tech Small Biz podcast. So. One way to do that is to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcasting channel. We are everywhere. iTunes, Google, Spotify, Stitcher. We're in Pandora, if you can believe it. We're in Pandora. Our podcast in Pandora. Can you believe that, guys? I didn't know that. Yeah, we're in like freaking Pandora. It's crazy. It's like mayhem. It's like pandemonium over here. Um Yeah. So blowing up. Ryan, even if you
2: were just producing the show. I don't see you staying quiet. You don't think I can stay? Mic. Really? Mm-hmm. Ah, y'all
0: might. Y'all
1: might. You might you can not stay quiet on. <laughs> on NYT antics when you don't have a mic I know I know <coughs>
2: <laughs> True
0: Well there's a certain someone that you know very well that kind of eggs me on as well That's but then true. I don't get I don't That's have a good. mic cuz I'm just producing the show it's very difficult for somebody who hosts multiple podcasts to be in a podcast setting and not talk mm-hmm. I I or admit that setting. Especially hard for you That setting. being said when I see genius before me which I think Justin and Rachel will be interviewing geniuses it's, I, I like to, to kind of sit back and be in awe at times as well. So yeah. You're a very good uh, listener, too. Well, thank you. You know what? Thanks. You know all what? Right. This I, is all getting cut, though. Yeah. We're not just going to have a compliment session. Okay. The and, uh, by the way, email us, bigtex at cgmradio.com with any comments or questions. We would love to take your questions and uh, read them and answer them on the show. So please email us there and, of course, follow us on whatever podcasting channel is your favorite. So, all right, guys, I think that's going to do it. Rachel, thank you so much for being here and joining us and joining the team.
2: Thank you for having me.